This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about a win. Of course, is the last win of the year. Spurs remain fifth in the Premier League table, but we are only three points away from top spot. Now, we are live on YouTube, we are live on Facebook and we are live on X. So uh, please do get involved. Give us your thoughts on today's game in the comments section. And remember, all of these podcasts are available on all major audio platforms. So, Tottenham Hotspur 3, Bournemouth 1, Papamatasarp at Spurs 1-0 up after 9 minutes. Hunmin Son doubled our lead after 71 minutes. Richarlison made it 3 after 80 minutes. And then Scott got one back for Bournemouth in the 84th minute. Now, the match stats. Tottenham Hotspur had 51% of the ball to Bournemouth's 49%. Shots, Spurs had 12 to Bournemouth's whopping 24 shots. Shots on target, Spurs 6, Bournemouth 4. Corners, 4 to Tottenham, 13 to Bournemouth. Fouls. Spurs 9, Bournemouth 18. As per usual, I've got three very special guests with me. Uh, back on the show, channel regular, Richard Whitehead, MBE. Rich, how are you? How's it going? Yeah, always happy after a win. That was a tough watch in certain periods, but come on, you Spurs. End of 2023 with a win. Come on. Well, we're all smiling. And as I said, we're only three points away from top spot. Back with us for the first time this season, we've got singer and actor Leo the Lion. Leo, great to have you here. How are you, mate? Um, great man, you know it's, it's a great it's a great win for the great new year that we're about to have on the pot on the I was gonna say on the potch on the hand. Who? <laughs> 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 Who's this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the big end. So yeah, great win today. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this to this first chat. But um, thank you for having me today. Pleasure. And also back with us for the first time this season is Simone, of course, Italian journalist. Simone, how are you? I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. Always a privilege. A pleasure to be part of your team, mate. Pleasure to have you on again, um, Simone. Let's start the game. Let's start the game. I was going to say, let's start the show with you. Um, your thoughts on today's game? Because 
I thought it was a very, very important win for Tottenham. Of course, bouncing back after that Brighton defeat on Thursday evening. Of course, we've got so many injuries. It was lovely to have Benton Kerr back today. Of course, we'll talk about that in a short while. But a really, really important win because Bournemouth are a tough side. They had plenty of chances, as I've just read those match stats out there. And uh, before today, six wins and one draw in their past seven games. So a very, very important win for Tottenham. Yeah, six wins and, seven, and uh, one draw in the last seven games for them. And uh, we're talking about someone that was really, really running up uh, their, uh, their league. Uh, what, a, what a win for Tottenham. What a win. Uh, Spurs are really right there in order to, to find this place. Top uh, four, everyone knows that Daniel Levy really wants to wants his team to finish in top four. And uh, uh, with a Man United struggling, just like uh, this season, with a, May, with a Newcastle struggling, just like uh, we are uh, seeing, we are looking at this season, and we are really, really looking at someone that could be very, very interesting for sports this season. I should have mentioned, actually, one other game took place in the Premier League this afternoon. Fulham 2, Arsenal 1. Rich, let's get your thoughts on today's game. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's always a great weekend when we win and they lose. Right? Absolutely. Always. 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 Rich, <laughs> Rich, I thought they were title contenders. We're only one point behind them. One point. Yeah. One po- I know. I know. Bottle jobs, that's what they are. <laughs> Bottle jobs. Yeah, Spursy, man. Yeah, that's definitely Spursy. But today's result was so important because, obviously, from that Brighton game, which was like five-a-side football, like an old kind of old kind of video game, like sensible soccer when you're playing and it's like 10-10. One of those games. It was ridiculous. And today mm. we needed to win. And when we did, we had to win ugly. It wasn't good. Uh, we weren't good in possession. In certain parts, we weren't got out of possession, but it, it was great to get the three points and know at the end of 2023, we're in a great place with Ange, not Potch, with Ange, and, uh, and we can move forwards. But it's, it's, yeah, it's a great feeling for sure. Rich, can you quite believe that we are only three points away from top spot? Without a centre-back. Without a centre-back well, centre that's uh, obviously fit. And then and then die comes on and then we can see you. <laughs> literally, literally. Um, but we need to. We need to. I remember Ricky saying when we when we last spoke um, about putting a plaster over a wound, and that's what they're doing. We put in Davis and Royale in those centre backs. We need to have not just two uh, first team centre backs, but we need to have centre backs that come into those positions when injuries or suspensions happen. And to be one point behind Arsenal, three points off the top. Crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Every other team's dropping dropping points. And the only team that's obviously winning at the moment is Aston Villa. They just seem to be like picking points left, right and centre. But yeah, really pleased with um, today's result. A lot of people kind of dug in. Davis again. Dug in. I'm not his. I'm not his biggest fan, but dug in and just showed some real fight today. And I think what Ange would have said after the game on Thursday was, the next game at home, we're at home. We've got our home fans. We need to use the fans to get over the line. But it needs to be about fight, and that's what definitely was today.
Leo, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's game because that was a massive three points, in my opinion. Yeah, just like the guys were saying, you know, it was really important that we got this, these points, there, especially the fact that we lost um, the, the previous game. You know, it's like we, we needed to win, we, especially coming into the new year, um, and just put pressure on just us trying to get into the top four, let alone what which is talking about, you know, even thinking about the, 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 the top the top of the league, but the fact that we're still in the mix. And if someone had told me um, before the this whole season has kicked off that, you know, we would, we, we would, um, and would have won three, um, <laughs> you know, uh, managers of the months, we would be, we'll be one point from the, from, from the, from the champions. I'll be thinking, oh my God, I will take that all day long, all day long. You know, we've won four, was it four games now with five, which is fantastic. And yeah, I thought today was, I mean, that Richard said it was a tough watch. I don't think it was the best that we've played this season at all. You know, um, it was quite tense watching this game, but we pulled through, we came through in the end. We got the three points, which is what it's all about, regardless of what how you play. When the final whistle goes, are the points on the, on the board? Yes or no? And we did that today. So I'm happy and I'm just looking forward to the window now, which is now open so we can now do some magic. Leo, let's stay with you because yeah. your first time on the channel this season under Ange Postacoglu, what yeah. have you made of Ange and the impact that he has had at, at this football club? Because at the halfway point, we're, you know, as we've all said, we're only three points away from top spot. It right. makes games like today so important because we've got so many players out injured. Of course, as I said earlier, great to have Benton go back, but the injury list is enormous. Um, Saar yeah. went off injured today. Um, Valise went off injured as well. Uh, so we await um, confirmation about those injuries. But, you know, how are you feeling under Ange Postacoglu? Because I don't know whether it's just me, but I go into every single game now, going to the stadium, thinking we're going to win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, and OK, I've not, been, I've not been here. This is my first time here. But when um, they announced that Ange was coming in, I was like, who is this bloke? Because... As everyone, I'm sure everyone's like, who is this geezer? I thought we were going for this one. Now we're, get, we're going for basement being management. Like, what's going on, right? And then, you know, I was doing my research. I was, I went into, I started looking at Celtic and I was listening to all the fans saying, oh, you know, Spurs fans, don't worry. You got this guy is going to deliver. He's the truth. He does this, he does that. And I, was, and I was quietly getting confident. I don't know why, but I was like, okay, if these people are saying something, but, you know, maybe, maybe, right? But this is the premiership and the premiership is not the Scottish League, right? But I, but something during that whole um, summer uh, process, I was getting a little bit of belief. And then when we played that first game, the, the it was the European um, game that we played, I think it was against West Ham. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, oh my goodness, this is, what is this, right? The football, the flow, the one-touch passing, everything was delicious. And I said to myself, this is the first time in God knows how many years where I've seen my team play football. Even though we lost that game, I, I felt like we won. I felt like we actually won. And then throughout the whole process, since since watching all the games this season, obviously we went, we did that whole 10-game run, which was incredible. The best football that I've seen Spurs play in a long while. The players that we had with, with Madison in there. When we had our first team with Van der Ven, we looked unbeatable. The football was fast. We were battering teams. When we played Chelsea, the first 20 minutes, we were just all over them. I was like, I was proud. I was sitting there watching the game. I was tic-tac football. It was incredible. And then obviously, you know what happened in that game. Everything just went, it was just like, 
rug pull, right? So many injuries came in. But even still, the fact that we kept losing these games, the football was fantastic. And I didn't mind. Obviously, no one likes to lose. But the fact that the football was free-flowing, the chances that we were creating, all I was thinking was if we had the right players there, we would be we'll be battering these teams. If we had the right personnel during that whole process when we were losing, we wouldn't have lost. I don't believe it because the football that we were playing was exceptional. So I have to give it to Ange. I have to um, you know, applaud him for what for what he's achieved in such a short space of time right now. And I know deep in my heart that if when we get our players back, like who was it? Um, uh, who's who's who said that we if we were winning we would be top of the league if we had all our players back we would be top Level. of the league. Yeah. Well, we've all said it. We've all well, said I've, it. But... I've said it. You know, yeah. I I honestly believe that if and we we're getting our players back. We're getting our players back and we will get our players back and we'll improve on the players that we had with Madison and Van Der Ven and hopefully another defender. But I honestly believe in my heart of hearts for so many years that it, when we get our team, we have a great chance of doing some magic under Ange. Absolutely. And it's not, um, I don't wear goggle fan eyes. I don't do it, right? I'm very critical of this team. But for the first time in ages... This is the first time where I actually feel confident. We got win or lose, I don't care. We lost, sorry, we lost last week. And my friend said to me, Oh, you, you guys lost. And I was like, Yeah, I don't care. We don't have our players. When we watch when we get our players back, let's see, let's talk then. You know, and so yeah, it's fantastic. Leo, you have been excited on this podcast in the last couple of years. Because I saw the potential, Chris. Yeah, I yeah. see the potential. That's why. Do, you, do know? you know the, the interesting stat you mentioned there, Van der Ven and Madison? We've only had them for 10 Premier League games out of 20. So we've had them for 10 and not had them for 10. So you right. imagine if they were in the team for these so other we, 10 games, what we could have done. I, I'm sure. I'm with you. We'd be sitting top of the league. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But yeah. I love your term, delicious football under Anton Soglu. Yeah. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal <laughs> that. I love that. Simone, let's come to you because, of course, yeah. I know you're a big Antonio Conte fan. You know, the yeah. difference, the difference in this stadium. It is like a party atmosphere. I say this every single week, but again, it's like a party. Like, I've just uploaded a video um, at the end of the game, the players coming off the pitch. The scenes, the fans are just ecstatic. They, they, they're so happy to see this type of football and to see us winning on a consistent basis. Only three points away from the, you know, top spot in the Premier League right now. I know you're a big Antonio Conte fan, but talk me through the difference from Conte ball to Ange ball. First of all, I'm not a big Antonio Contes fan. <laughs> I, I You're not now. <laughs> because, you did your uh, research. My, guys, uh, Antonio brought some of my best pages as a journalist in Italy and uh, as well in England. So I really, really rate him uh, still a lot. But of course, uh, I'm not a big fan of Antonio Conte. I'm a big fan of Big Ange because Big Ange is a love story. And Tottenham need that. Tottenham needed a new story. A new story, uh, a new way to play an offensive football, uh, an entertaining football, the famous Tottenham way. And uh, I'm really delighted to see also the way the crowds uh, really like, really like the, the way Ange Postecoglou's teams are playing the way the way of football. So I'm really, I'm really delighted. So, uh, in order to answer to the question, Chris, uh, well, uh, uh, Spurs are really growing up right now. 
and uh, it is a process. It is a process, and uh, a process is not. It's not uh, something that uh, you are gonna uh, be in a, in one day. You need time. You need time. You need yeah. time, and uh, this, this team is already playing uh, an incredible football, a fantastic football. But they need to prove. They need to prove, and uh, everything can can happen. Sky is is just the limit. And uh, if uh, maybe one day uh, in four months, five months, Spurs will be able to finish into top four, it's gonna be it's gonna be an incredible achievement for everyone at the club. Two very quick questions for you all: um, Who is your man of the match, and who do you think? Is going to win the Premier League this season, Simone. Let's start with you. Who's going to win the win the Premier League this season, uh, Chris? Uh, very, very difficult answer. I will never, I will never say Man City will be out of the of the of the bottle. For me, it's a top three, top three battle between Arsenal, Man City, and Liverpool. Uh, maybe the new Liverpool uh, will be will be there with Man City. I will be again for uh, for Pep, for Pep Guardiola, guys. So I hope, at least I hope, because of course I will never want Arsenal to win uh, to win the Premier League. So I will hope one of Manchester Liverpool will win the will win the, the title. And the man of the match today? Man of the match today, very uh, few questions, eh, mate, because uh, I saw many. Man of the match today because Pedro Barro was uh, incredible, and uh, Sar before the injury was uh, was incredible. I will say, I will say Brennan, guys. I will say Brennan or Johnson because um, he was the one that always during the game provided the, the his, his teammates many many chances to score so maybe it wasn't to be honest the best game of brennan johnson but he was the one that today really uh how could i say really broke the uh the dimension of Bournemouth. so i will go for brennan johnson guys i can just see leo thinking shall i say tottenham to win the league i can, just tell, <laughs> I can tell what leo's thinking i, I tell you what I'm, oh, go, my... I'm gonna say i'm gonna say my man of the match today lacelso i think yeah. Lacelso had the best game in a Tottenham yeah. shirt that, that i have seen yeah. and i'm not lacelso's biggest fan I, I think a lot of people know that but it's about grabbing opportunities you know and said the other day that you know, going out the team was all about an injury not by choice and it's about grabbing out opportunities. And I think the certainly done that today. Rich, who's going to win the league and who is your man of the match? Yeah, I've, I've continued to say Liverpool for the league. Um, I thought that um, Man City wouldn't win it this year uh, from day one. And um, I thought Liverpool might might be the team to, to take over. Uh, man of the match, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think this also great game. Uh, vision, um, he was... He, yeah, his eye was on the ball for all the time it was on the pitch. Um, sometimes when you watch Lacelso, he switches off and he can go five or ten minutes where he's not touching the ball, not engaging, walking, and it's like you're playing with a man down. Today he was really engaged. I think um, him and Benzinka worked well, um, and Saar as well, brilliant in midfield. Um, Davis also had a good game, I think. Um, 
you've got to you've got to kind of um, put the praise on uh, Davis and um, Royale in those positions. They're obviously filling in, filling in for other people's um, uh, injuries and suspensions. So great game by those two. Um, but yeah, for me, Lacelso. I agree, Rich. I think Ben Davis was absolutely brilliant again today, and he has mm. been. One of the standout players, actually, under Ange Postacoglu. I know a lot of people won't like to say that, but that is the truth. That is exactly how I see it. Leo, what about you? Yeah, I mean, you guys said it, you know, for me, it was Lacelso. You know, I read an article um, earlier this week when he was talking about how he really um, is enjoying training and uh, under, uh, on, what am I saying, Post, under Ange. And um, he said he really liked to Stop play. Stop doing I that. Know, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, and, and, um, Basically, he's really relishing playing at the number eight role. You know, he's really like, and he gets he gets to um, have a lot of the ball. And today, he played really well. You know, he he um, when he first signed, I, I really wanted him to do well because you know I, I felt that he could be someone that can bring something to the Spurs team when he signed. And obviously, he's had his injuries and not been in the team. But you know, since he's come back today, I thought he played very 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 well. Yeah, Davies as well. Um, you know, he played well. You know, obviously filling in for. Um, the defenders that we don't uh, that are currently unavailable, but he you know he's been solid throughout. He's been consistently playing very very well. So we've got to take our hats off to him. Um, but Lacelso for me, um, I would say just edge, especially with that 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 outside of the foot pass that he did to um, Son to, for the third goal. You know, I thought it was it was brilliant. So I'll give it to him. As far as who's going to win the title, um, <laughs> uh, I think. Do you know what's so funny? I a lot of people have said Man City, even though when Man City were like fifth or wherever they were, that people say Man City are going to win. And Arsenal were probably six or nine points clear. But yeah, I will still go for Man City, just purely based on, on today's results regard with, with Arsenal losing two. Um, I just felt like this weekend was a great opportunity for the whoever was going to win it to take, to grab, to grab that opportunity. And um, only Liverpool were able to do that. And uh, Arsenal dropped six six points, really, you know, and which is huge, you know, in space of a week, basically. So, based on that, I would say Man City because Man City have come back and won two straight games. So, I will go with Man City first, Liverpool, and then I'm gonna say we're not gonna win the league, but I, I, I might. I, hopefully, I'm saying third. There you go. I said it. I said it, guys. Guys, I'm. Talk to me. I want to underline. That Ben Davis has been absolutely good for uh, for Tottenham in the last previous months because Ben Davis deserves a lot. Ben Davis is the one that uh, he has been playing for sports for ten years, guys. Yeah. Ten years. So we are talking about uh, someone like uh, someone just like Hugo Lloris, and um, he's, he's been he's been incredible. Maybe he's not a top player, but he's someone that uh, always gave you always give you one hundred percent of uh, his characteristics, and uh, this is. Uh, we are talking about a real player, a real player that provides wills, of course, as well, something uh, great to, to reach the World, the world Cup. And um, really, I'm I'm really happy to see Ben Davis playing at these levels because, of course, it, it, all, it all depends on the way you want your football to play. Uh, Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte are the likes that uh, wants to uh, play Ben Davis as a left Ben Davis left uh, as a, a, a center back left footed, but uh, this season with Big Ange, 
he has been playing uh, an incredible football as a center back and uh, i'm delighted i'm really delighted to, to see him playing this way because uh, i think that he's a guy he's a guy that deserves a lot really and he's a uh, surely 100 percent tottenham Hotspur dna and uh, i'm delighted to see these, these things in football well, let's have a look at the Premier League table. Um, Liverpool, of course, are top at the moment with 42 points from 19 games. Aston Villa are second, 42 points from 20 matches. Manchester City are in third, 40 points from 19 matches. Arsenal are fourth, 40 points from 20 matches. And Spurs are fifth, played 20, won 12, drawn three, lost five, have a goal difference of plus 13. We have 39 points. Now, um, Richard, let's come to you. Let's talk about the starting eleven um, because, of course, Rodrigo Bentancur, a bit of a shock today for a lot of people. He was back in the starting eleven. Um, of course, Kulusevski was suspended. Um, injuries galore to this Tottenham Hotspur squad. But this was our starting eleven: Vicario, Poro, Emerson, Davis, Udogi, Bentancur, Salah, Celso, Johnson, Richarlison and Son. And subs today, Forster, Dyer, Dorrington, Phillips, Skip, Hoybier, Donnelly, Brian Hill and Vélez. Um, any surprises there for you about, uh, apart from Benton Kerr coming back? Well, I don't think that we should have been surprised about Benton Kerr either because his missus on social media put he's back. And I'm like going, whoa, she's a, she must have you known. You followed his missus? You followed yeah. his missus, Richard? But, what are you uh, stalking? Are you stalking no, his no, I see everything. I see everything. <laughs> Stop Stop putting that bad language on social media. <laughs> is, is, is that the thing that we need to do now? Follow the family Follow members? the missus? Oh. <laughs> when you say follow her, do you follow her? Uh, 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 no, she, no, I don't tweet, follow her. you actually followed her? Like a yeah, no, no. So somebody else had put that um, uh, uh, she'd put his back. So I thought yeah. that, well, he's obviously back in the team then. Never mind, just back playing. Yeah. He's, um, and, and for me, that kind of is a real message of intent, isn't it? It's a real message. Having somebody like that in the team that's been out for so long, um, I, I think for me the, the the frustrating thing is that obviously we've still got centre backs on the bench that are playing, um, and why Phillips isn't getting a look in? Maybe he's just not ready yet. Uh, and obviously, clearly, Dyer's on the way out, isn't he? He's on the way out the door um, yeah. in January. So I think try not to get him injured so we can actually sell him. Or get rid of him on a free uh, is is the is the key I think and um, I think the starting eleven picked itself after the last game I know it was obviously a dis- disappointing result against Brighton but Andrew would have said look let's let's kind of uh, start afresh learn from the mistakes of that game uh, and kind of show us what you're actually really made of and uh, obviously Benson could giving us a little bit more fight in midfield. Now, I know we've spoken a little bit about Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, in his press conference, Ange Postecoglou has literally said in the last couple of minutes, Gio is great. Uh, he's been great for the past few weeks. We needed someone to step up and Gio was great today. You could see his passes through and the one to Sonny was outstanding. Um, Leo, about Giovanni Lo Celso, he's had a, a pretty hard time since he arrived at Spurs. He's gone out on loan as well. He's played under various different managers. Is this Giovanni Lo Celso's time to shine at Tottenham and really make a stake in this first team, you know, in the starting eleven? Absolutely. I mean, this is this is a great opportunity for him, you know, to to step into a, 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 an opportunity where he he can shine. We've got so many injuries that we have. Um, everyone's going away to uh, to their to tournaments in January. Injuries, suspensions, you name it. 
this is the opportunity for him to say to, to, to Spurs fans and to Ange, listen, I'm here to stay. I'm going to show you what I can do. I, you know, I'm going to have a run of games where I'm going to be able to deliver that, you know. And today was a great um, testament for that argument, for his display. And so he, if I was him, I'll be thinking, okay, good. Bentacle's coming back. So the team's going to be good. Basuma's out. Saar might be out. This is a great opportunity for me to grab the grab the thing, the horns by the bells or the bells by the horns or the horns by the bells, whatever it is that saying is. But this is a great opportunity for me to come in and show everyone what I'm capable of doing. So, yeah, I mean, if I was him, I'd be chuffed. Right, let's come on to the match instance. Simone, let's start with you. Um, after two minutes, Tottenham Hotspur had a chance. Brennan Johnson crossed. Hunmin Son hit it wide. Uh, it was then offside. Four minutes gone with Charleston shot over the bar. Um, it was a good opening few minutes for Tottenham. Yeah, definitely. The set was uh, was absolutely great. But uh, I would like to underline, uh, stress once again, uh, the importance of Gio, Gio Lozazzo in this win because uh, he's a guy that deserves a lot, just like Leo was saying. He's a guy that deserves a lot uh, because he was linked to some another another long deal. But uh, it all depends on the way you want to play football because in terms of uh, playing attractive football, uh, Conte, both Conte and Mourinho was, were not the, the managers for him. And uh, we, we are seeing the right, the right deal. Of course, we are uh, waiting for the, the comeback of the... For me, the greatest player of Tottenham, just like uh, James Madison. But Gio deserves a lot of credit. So um, I'm looking forward to, to see much more for him because I know he's, um, he's a very good player, guys. He's an Argentinian international. He, he can play in uh, every position in midfielder. So I really uh, do, do rate him a lot. Simone, it wouldn't be right if I didn't ask you about goalkeeper Vicario because, of course, you're an Italian journalist. You, you've seen Vicario play for years. Yeah. Um, an outstanding goalkeeper. I know we're going to talk about Hugo Lloris yeah. shortly, but yeah. we've lost uh, you know, a superb goalkeeper, a legend. But you know, a goalkeeper between the sticks right now is incredible. Well, of course, you know there is a story between Menu and uh... <laughs> I did read a lot the transfers of uh, Bentancur Kulzeski then. Bentacura become one of the greatest players in uh, in the last couple of years of Tottenham. But Vicario, we already knew he was ready. Was what he was ready. He was ready for the uh, the best platform in uh, in uh, in football. So Premier League, of course, is Premier League. Tottenham is Tottenham. So it was uh, it was a monster. It was a monster uh, in in uh, Serie A. So. We were uh, in Italy discussing uh, why he entered the Milan. Milan, the same Juventus, uh, didn't want to sign him. Twenty million pounds. Twenty million pounds for Picario, guys, was a was a uh, a gift. Was a gift. Tottenham, maybe, and we need to thank Fabio Paratici for that, maybe, because he still has a, a role in Tottenham, not officially, but in terms of consequences. Uh, Really, Tottenham was uh, was perfect in terms of. Uh, we are looking at someone new in goalkeeper after uh, twelve years of your uh, Vicari was uh, was the perfect fit because he has got everything, everything. 
absolutely everything. Italian Italian goalkeepers guys are uh, some of the best in the world. And uh, you know, when you go there and uh, you are gonna try to buy some of them, you know, we you will always uh, get the right answer for them. Rich, let's come to you. Um, after seven minutes, Bournemouth had their first chance of the game. Solanke didn't quite get hold of it when a cross came in. And then just two minutes later, Tottenham Hotspur took the lead through Pape Matassar. Um, a really good finish um, from Pape Matassar, but excellent pressing from Benton Kerr. And uh, the Celso won the ball back. Again, another great part of the Celso's game, winning the ball back. Um, and as you mentioned, Leo, that we'll come on to, that assist uh, for Hunmin Son's goal, incredible. Um, but, Rich, we don't know, obviously, the extent of uh, Sars' injury uh, right now, which we'll come to, but what a finish from the midfielder. Yeah, and last couple of games, he's had opp opportunities to finish like that as well and either not taken them or it just not fallen his way. So, it's it's great build-up play and you could see how how the, the goal was being set up and then, obviously, just to put that in the in the left-hand corner was is a beautiful strike and... Much deserved for a player that's obviously puts his heart and soul into the mm -hmm. team, runs uh, for everything, every ball. He's a great part of the team. I think initially when um, Ange was obviously talking about Papasar being in the in the starting eleven, Spurs fans were like, can't, can't really see how he'd fit or uh, how he'd move the team forwards. But what an engine he's got! What an engine! He's obviously got great. Great personality, great relationship with with Sonny and some of the other players, and you can really see that he loves playing football at the moment, and he's growing within the role as well. He's becoming a real leader on the pitch. Now, in and Postecoglou's press conference, he's just literally said um, the win is very pleasing. There was a bit of everything today, and we needed a bit of everything. Some of our football was good. We had to show some resilience and character. Again, a massive physical effort. He then went on to say the way these players keep giving maximum effort is a credit to them. Um, Leo, let's come to you. Um, excellent defending from um, Destiny Udoggy after 13 minutes. One of the Bournemouth players through. Yeah. Destiny Udoggy seemed to come out of nowhere uh, and cleared it up. Another player in his debut season in the Premier League for Tottenham um, seems to deliver week in, week out. May you know, uh, we signed him a few seasons ago and um, we obviously went on loan. And a lot of people were saying, no, Udogi is, is the truth, he's the real deal, you know. And obviously, I don't, I didn't watch him when he was over there, but I kept hearing that he was, he, he was the great, he was a great player, strong, and everything like that. And so, obviously, when we started off this season, it was his first time playing, and, and Ange put a, a whole new backline. And instantly, you can just see the power that he has, the pace, the strength, the the way the way that he's able to shield players and take the ball and be able to make good passes, good runs. He's such a powerful player. And when he doesn't play, you can see the big gap. You can see what we're missing when he... And that's how that's how powerful of a... That's how much impact that he's had um, when he's when he plays. The fact that when if he misses a game, you can definitely see that gap. You can definitely see that golf in class and stuff like that. And so, you know, the fact that... I mean, I saw the ball went through and he, the pace that he took to be able to catch catch up um, the, the striker and be able to win the ball. If that had been any other player, that could have been 1-1, one, one, you know? And that's that's the difference between having your first team <laughs> than having your squad, your second or third team players playing in. 
you know, and that's, you know, that's, that's why I believe, you know, like I said, obviously once we have our first team players back, it's a whole different team, but yeah, Udogi, incredible player. I love him. You know, he's, every time he gets the ball, I feel confident that he's going to do something. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Leo. Guys, yeah. uh, there is a big difference between. I got to know this guy very well, uh, Dustin Udogi, mm -hmm. because he was playing for uh, Serie side Udinese last season and uh, in the previous season. But I didn't, I didn't see that kind of potential evolution of, of this guy. This mm -hmm. guy watching Tottenham right now. Uh, this guy is key, absolutely key. Yeah. I don't know if uh, one day Ryan Sessegnon will will recover from his injury but you know i really rate him a lot and i didn't expect this kind of evolution because in italian football guys uh destiny dodgy never and i would say never uh, let us uh, think about this kind of evolution so i'm really delighted to see the way he's playing uh, right now mm. and this is a different there is a difference when Tottenham plays with Dodgy and Tottenham plays absolutely. with Dodgy. So, absolutely, I agree with the uh, you were saying, Leo. Uh, yeah. Another update from Postacoglu on Pape Matasara and uh, the Viles injuries. Um, he said it's hard to say. Pape felt his hamstring and he's emotional, but he wants to go away with his national team. Um, he's expected that all three players, Saar, Son, and uh, Basuma, will be going off. Uh, sometime tomorrow to their respective uh, countries um, wow. for their uh, competitions. Um, Rich, let's come to you because um just want to stay with Destiny Udoggy for a second because there was a chance in the 18th minute. Emerson ended up shooting from 20 yards. The goalkeeper made a save. But before that, Udoggy had a chance to shoot. Uh, he received the ball from Hunmin Son, had the chance to shoot, but, but didn't. Is that one of the areas where you think Destiny Udoggy could improve his game and... As a whole, I think I've, I've mentioned this on a number of podcasts this season, where sometimes we are literally trying to walk the ball in rather than having a shot when we're in the box. Yeah, the, I don't know the, the percentages of, of goals inside to outside the box, but it's it's like that we're, we're trying to have that perfect goal and kind of working it across the box, obviously onto our wingers, wingers cross it in and then like today, <laughs> Richarlison putting it into into the back of the net through the goal of his legs. Those kind of goals are obviously what they're looking for. And I think what we need to also is we need to be more than one a one dimensional team and uh, utilize the the areas that teams are giving us. So if they're giving us those areas at the edge of the box, then we need to be taking them. And up to now, we've we've had those opportunities, uh, especially uh, Kuliseski as well. He's had a couple where I thought. He might be a little bit more uh, prolific this season, but hasn't yeah. taken those opportunities. Um, but it's coming, though, isn't it? It's coming. It's, it's, a, it's a process. And yeah. and said that at the start of the season that we're going to have times in the season where we do suffer. And we've had those already, <clears throat> obviously, in um, in November, when we were really struggling to, to win a game. And, and for me, I think, the evolution of of the Spurs team it's happening and it's happening it's Rome wasn't wasn't built in a day was it it's and I think the Spurs team will take multiple transfer windows to get the right kind of layers of players in place to be able to deliver and also with that the layers of coaching that enables the the players to be confident to take the best opportunity and make that best decision at that best time and I'm fe I'm feeling the younger players are the ones that are going to um, be the the players that raises the team, uh, so the Indoggies, the 
the SARS of, of, of this world, uh, they're going to be the ones that really do elevate the Spurs team, I think. Can I just say something, you know, just talking about you, Doggy. You know, you said about he got into the opp opportunity to score that goal. I mean, put it this way. If you, Doggy, scored that goal, for me, potentially, he'll probably be the best left back in the Prem. Because for someone to be, for you to say he should have scored that or scored that, that's, I don't want to say greedy, <laughs> but it's like, he's so powerful. He runs with the ball. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having a dig at all. I'm, I think it's a compliment what you said. Um, no, what, what I meant, Leo, is um, I seem to say the same thing on a lot of these podcasts this season where, and I think Andrew's alluded to it in his press conferences as well, there is so much more to come in that final third. Exactly. Literally we're, trying to, we're trying to walk the ball in sometimes rather than some players having a shot when they've received yeah. the ball quickly. Absolutely. I absolutely, absolutely. But we're, we're talking about Udogi being the position to have that striker mentality because he's not a striker. And so if it was a striker, you'd say, OK, for sure, why did you take the shot? Yeah. But for what you doggy brings to the team as a left back or, or, or playing playing the way he's playing power, the ability to, to, to hold the ball, to be to cut inside, to to play, to to carry the ball forward. I mean, I'm, that time when he was running near the half of the pitch and he got fouled and got up and kept running again. That's a that is a powerful player. And if he if we were to add that goal scoring attribute to him, so when he does get into those positions, he does take the shot. We're talking about a player that's that's going to be playing for Real Madrid. That is the level we're talking about. If you were going to add that attribute, that goal striking attribute to him, you know, and I, I agree with you, it's a process, and hopefully he does have the ability to do that. I think there was a there was a game earlier in the season where the ball came through and he was clear one on one, and he wasn't able to bring the ball down, and he kind of fluffed it, but. If he had that striker's mentality or that shooting mentality, and he was able to pull the the, the ball that and shoot, and he did it again today, what are we talking about? This this guy would be incredible. This is this would be like the best play. Best. You want a fullback? You want the fullback <laughs> midfield forward? That's that's it. It's greed. Oh, why did he score you, Dogi? It's like you, mate. You doggy and Poro all season have been all over the place. So incredible, as, as his comment says, it fullback, midfielder, forward. You know they do it all because what, uh, what do you want? Because of the way that Anne sets us up, it's, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. so I can just come to you. Um, after twenty five minutes, Hunmin Son was running at goal. He did look up uh, to see Brennan Johnson, but he wasn't in a, 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 a terrific position. Um, Hunmin Son ended up shooting. It, it, it hit the goalkeeper's legs and rebounded out. Um, after twenty nine minutes, Bournemouth um, had a chance. Um, and then Solanke headed wide. Now, Spurs have been heavily linked to Solanke. What do you make of him today? You know, in, in terms of playing attacking football, it's not difficult to play against Tottenham because Tottenham consider you, at least on the first season of Andre Bigenge or Segoglu, consider you a lot of chances. So, as a striker, it could be, it could be easy to play against Tottenham. I like Solanke. I don't think he's as uh, one of the best uh, uh, strikers in the in the Bram, but I think he's a uh, he's good. He's good. He's good. Is Tottenham know how to improve? Of course, you know next season Tottenham, no one is just like Harry Kane. So, mm. but if you wanna improve, if you really wanna improve, if you really wanna add something new to, to your squad maybe maybe it's time to to think about a new 
striker with different kind of tricks than uh, Richarlison and uh, and uh, or Sony. So we are talking about uh, uh, a place that that Tottenham needs to improve. Solanke could be an option, but I think that in Europe uh, there are many many players that can uh, improve Bigan's roster more than uh, than Solanke. And I'm talking about. Uh, uh, for example, Serugia C from Stuttgart or uh, the like of uh, Santiago Jimenez that I got to know definitely that uh, Spurs sent scouts every week to see his, de- his development uh, week in and week out. So, of course, in the new season, 2024-2025, Spurs will have a new option on the attack. Um, the the speech, uh, I, I would say that uh, I couldn't agree more with with was with uh, what Leo was saying about Destiny Dodgy because um, yeah we are talking about someone that uh, he he really deserves a lot because he works hard he works hard he works hard definitely needs to improve in uh, terms of uh, playing in a team that uh, don't have the ball but. We are going to talk about uh, one of the greatest left back, and definitely, guys, for sure, it has been our uh, late greatest left back since Danny Rose left the club five years ago. Rich, let's come to you. In the 32nd minute, Star went off, um, Oliver Skip coming on. Um, that is going to be a big loss to Senegal, isn't it? If uh, Papa Matassar don't go to the competition, and uh, of course, it's going to be heartbreak for him. Yeah, for sure. And missing a big tournament like that that you've set your heart on. Um, yeah, devastating. And obviously, depending on, on the, the scale of that hamstring injury, if it's a, a, a one, two or three tear or it's just a strain, that could that could have ramifications weeks into months. So, um, yeah, we need to obviously, our fingers crossed, and, and hopefully it's uh, something that keeps them out for days, not, not weeks or months. And uh, for a young player as well, you don't want to have uh, a bad hamstring tear because the rehabilitation from that is something that you need to do it really carefully because you don't want that to reoccur uh, this mm-hmm. season and in the player's future. And obviously, it's, it's set like the, the Premier League and the, the team this season. And you could see how devastated he was when he came off um, and also knowing the impact of that injury. I think a lot of the time, you can tell on the, the player's face the, the impact of the that injury, not just on their selves, but also mm. on their future involvement within the game. And then Skippy came on and actually did a reasonable job, to be honest, um, and, and and slotted in there, not with the same drive and uh, and running ability, but he was definitely uh, solid today. Rich, I'll stay with you because in the 34th minute, Bournemouth had a corner. They headed over the bar. Six minutes later, they had a free kick just wide of the post. A minute later, uh, another header just wide. Um, just before half-time, um, another chance at Bournemouth, just wide. Seven minutes went on the clock. Um, Solanke had a shot deflected, um, hit the bar. Ben Davis with a block, fantastic block, by the way. The Celso with a block just before uh, the break. At that point, you know, Bournemouth had a, a really, really good spell just before half-time. I think half-time came at the right time for Spurs. How are you feeling at that half-time break, 1-0 up? Yeah, well, they were peppering us, really. It was, it was coming all over the shop. It was, yeah. Like, I was like going, oh, my goodness. Like, 
That's it. Blow that whistle, man. Um, and you, I think what happens is uh, the momentum's with that other team, and then yeah. everything's going in the other team's favour. Um, and the fall of the ball was, but then you realise the quality difference. And this is where, for me, I, I don't think if if there was interest from Spurs, apart from him being a player that we we could utilise in Europe as a as a homegrown player, as one of our homegrown player uh, places in the team, I don't think he is good enough to go in, up to the next level that we would want and Andrew would want to, for him yeah. to be a first-team starter or have an impact on the Premier League. He's, he's, he's gone to clubs bigger than, obviously, Bournemouth in the past, not really made it. Uh, maybe that was a little bit too soon for him. I think at the moment, like a lot of strikers, a lot of players... They have um, parts in their career where they have a real good purple patch, and then you start getting linked with every team, like nationally and internationally. And I think he's in that that, that obviously that world at the moment where he's had a a good couple of months, scored scored plenty of goals, and now he's getting linked to the uh, the possibility of moving away from from Bournemouth. He did have eight opportunities, good opportunities, today, and. Uh, didn't take any of them. So yeah. that for me screams Richarlison times two. Uh, yeah. So we, we don't want another one of those. No. Yeah. Uh, Richarlison, just managing yeah. him and supporting his confidence and kind of. You don't need that. Mood swings left, right, and centre. I ain't got time. We, we can't do that, man. I'm gonna, if we get Solanke, I'm sending him around to Leo's. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richie's Good banging in the moment, Rich. Don't knock it. Ricky's wearing what? Richie, Richie, <laughs> Richie. <laughs> Richie's banging in the goal. So long way to continue. Um, he is for sure. Was he got? Was he got? Um, five and five or, or five or something or something. Okay. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well. Ben Davis has just come out and said we showed fight spirit and stood up to the challenge. Sure. And at half time, um, the fans got chance to say a farewell to former club captain and goalkeeper Hugo Lloris. Um, of course, Hugo Lloris is off to MLS side Los Angeles FC, a great servant, um, seventh in our all-time appearance list with 447 appearances in all competitions, 11 years at the club, nine as captain, World Cup winner. Um, Leo, let's start this with you. Your best memory of Hugo Lloris, because I'll tell you what, over the years, you know, 447 appearances in wow. all competitions, um, those saves in the Champions League, saves in yes. key Premier League games, um, yeah. a real leader on the pitch. We're going to miss him, aren't we? Definitely. You know, when I remember when we first signed him and um, I was like, how how are, we, how are we doing this? Like he was a France uh, um, goalkeeper. I was like, how is Tottenham getting this guy? You know, and we were able to get him. And I was like, wow. And, you know, for me, he's always I, I've always felt assured because we had like a, a proper international um, world, you know, like playing for France. France first team goalkeeper was playing on our team. And I always felt like it was an honour to have him play for play with us. Um, and so, yeah, he's been a great, great, great servant for Spurs. You know, the, my one of my um, great moments, I think it was probably a, a penalty save. I know he's done something. Yeah, 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 that one. Bam Yang at Wembley against Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got the one against that Manchester one. Because yeah. I'll tell you what happened. I've, you know, I'm, I've got a, 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 a WhatsApp group full of Arsenal fans, Arsenal Liverpool fans, right? And there was yapping away, yapping. I remember that game when um, they got the penalty and all of them were yapping, yapping, yapping. Ah, oh, look at Spurs, the old this. Obama Yang's the greatest player. This, this. He's going to take out his Batman 
face and do his back, whatever. And obviously, I'm thinking, ah, oh, the worst. And then Hugo Elise just pulls that same double. It was a double thing, right? And I was like, yes, get him! And you can see all their faces. And that was my victory. That was my World Cup winning. That was my FA Cup. That was my league winning for my for that for that um, WhatsApp chat. So I will never forget that bit. So I also want to, you know, I'll thank Larice for giving us great times because there's been so many um, chances that we thought were going to be goals and he's just pulled it out the back from nowhere. Just this left, right, incredible. So yeah, man, I wish him all the best. I wish him all the best in America. He's going to get his, his payday. I'm surprised he didn't go to um, Saudi Arabia to probably get 10 times the money. But, you know, America is a better place to, to stay. You know, the... I was gonna say the, the weather's nice, the birds are nice, so even though he's married, but whatever, he you know, on the weekends, don't tell no one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so I'm so happy for him, and um, yeah, I wish him all the best. But we have Vic now, so you know, long live the king. The king is dead, long live the king. <laughs> Damoni, your favorite memory of Hugo Lloris, and uh, if you can keep it short because we've got a lot to get through. <laughs> okay. Wow, wow, there are a lot of mem memories because, uh, of course, 2012 guys, we are talking about uh, a giant, a giant for the club, and uh, we need to remember him. We need to remember what he, he did for the club because he could play, he could have been played for the best teams in the world, he could have won just like uh, he lifted up that World Cup. He could have played for the biggest teams in uh, in Europe. He, he played uh, his whole uh, career for Spurs, and um, I'm really, really grateful to him for him. Uh, my biggest memory, uh, you know, you just said that uh, the shot against Arsenal, but in that occasion, Jan Bertongen did something incredible in terms yeah. of uh, clearing the line. So recovering the ball and uh, so I would say a teamwork. Uh, a stop against Palace in uh, the second season of uh, the Maurizio Pochettino Sierra, uh, Tottenham Palace 1-0, the same game that saw Yomin Son, Sonny scoring his first game for the club. So I would say that uh, it was an incredible keeper, an incredible keeper in the last decade. So I will, uh, I will always be stand by him and cheering uh, his, uh, his memories. What about you, Rich? So, it, it won't, won't be one moment. It'd be the, the season, the last season at the old White Hart Lane where we went undefeated and obviously him, Jan, Toby, like proper, like force at the back for me was like, it just showed what a kind of a defensive unit should look like. And uh, it proved because we're obviously undefeated at home. I tell you what, it was a really nice send-off for Hugo Lloris. And I'm so glad that that happened because I thought that at one time, Hugo Lloris was just going to leave the football club and not have that chance to say bye to the fans. Um, the fans um, give him a great send-off, so it was really nice. And Paul Coit done a wonderful job asking him questions. And uh, Ledley King also presented him... Um, with a gift from Tottenham, which was really, really nice. Um, Rich, let's stay with you because um, in the 52nd minute, in the second half now, what a chance for Richarlison. He hit it wide, um, but a great move from Tottenham and Lacelso setting him up yet again. But I know I don't want to be harsh on Richarlison because, as we've already um, said, you know, he's, he's scoring goals at the moment. He's in good form, probably the best form um, in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt since he signed from Everton. 
but he should have buried that. Yeah, he um, also the keeper was going down just as he was about to hit it, and his because his head was down as well. The ball obviously came through, so the ball's coming from behind him. He's waiting for the ball to be at his feet to hit it, and if it had just took his head up, he would and gone the other side. The keeper had already just gone down; he'd already committed. Um, mm. And I think, he, like you said, he, he would have buried that, and it would have put the game to bed a, uh, a lot earlier. Um, but Charleston is one of those players that does frustrate you. I think when he's got too much time, there's too much possibility of craziness. When it's like, comes to his feet like a rocket, he's got to react, he's going to score, he's better. He's better when he's reactive. When he's proactive, sometimes anything can happen. Yeah. Leo, do you want to add anything about Richarlison? Yeah, you know, I put, I, I mean, I put some notes down while I was watching the game, but, you know, the thing about Richarlison, I, you know, I've just got to say, he, he's not good enough. That, that's let's just say what it is um he works hard that's for sure he should see him running he the thing that he does well is works hard he closes down really well but that's about it every time he gets the ball it, i feel like he, he is, is unable to hold it he's very erratic he loses the ball when we're, we're in transitions um his decision making is poor his passing is poor i'm just this is this is and this is him and and but this is his best period in a Spurs. No, 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 no. I, no, let's not gloss over his his rubbishness. I'm just going to be real. The goal that he scored today, yes, he scored the goal, but let's not mask the fact that he was poor. He was poor today. And he missed great chances. The, the game, the previous game, he had a he had a great opportunity. If that was Kane, that's that we would have we would have that would have been two 0 up. We would have what sorry, we would have we would have um but it's not low, Leo. And, and but he's not. They, they are huge. They are huge boots to fill. Yes, I am. I am. I am. Uh, yes, I'm spoiled. Let's just agree with that. We're spoiled with with Kane. But the point is, we we're seeing the difference between winning a game early and being comfortable, and then not having to stress too much. But those chances that Richarlison got, after all the hard work that the team does. His job is to put it away. And it's not like difficult chances where he has to beat 10 man, drop his shoulder and this. This is a clear cut open chances. Great, he's getting into a position where he can get those chances, but he has to do his job and finish them. And he's not good, he's not good enough to do that. He's frustrated, he's frustrating to watch. He when he when he plays, he's just, his head is down, he's too emotional. And for the team that I know Ange wants to build. Richarlison does not have a place in in that lineup, and I'm and I'm <laughs> no, no, he's not Charles, not at all. <laughs> L to the no, you know, um, and and you know, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to um, say something towards the end of this uh, uh, podcast, Chris. So um, we'll talk about the overall team at the end. But yeah, just to quickly answer your question, Richarlison for me, he scored his goal just as I was abusing him on my WhatsApp group. He scored, and then I was like, yeah, whatever. But he had a poor game today, you know, and it's just the goal that he scored. Yes, he scored well, but yeah, I don't know. For me, he's he's carrying an injury as well, isn't it? He's carry, carrying well, I, I, I don't care for excuses. He can hey, carry Leo, you're, you're harsh, man. He's, he's, not not harsh. Harsh. he's a fake Brazilian, he's fake. He's like, he can't wear a, 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 oh, a number nine, oh, nine prancing around with his blonde hair. He should dye his hair normal, cut his hair off, and just focus on football and none of this chicken nonsense that he does, dude. Come on, great great players don't do stupidness when you're not when you're not banging in the goals. Bang in the goals first, then you could do chicken, you could do frog, you could do you could do whatever animal you want. It's but you're not pigeon. banging the goals and you're doing it's all the this. Pigeon, not the chicken, 
well, whatever it is, a cockerel or whatever, like we're, we're twats. He does my head in. And I, and I, they, and I know probably fans are going to come at me, but he scored his goal, but don't get it twisted. I'm a big pigeon. I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a, I, I'm, I'm really, you know, it's frustrating because when Son leaves, we got Richarlison. And it's just, yeah, and the pigeon. One. Guys, it's, it's not a, a, a miss like uh, Richarlison. I mean, it's never been. It's never been. He could play as a number seven, as a number 10 in a 4 for 2 because he was uh, the one that in Everton shirt connected the Carvelouin to the rest of the team. So I don't think he needs the responsibilities to, to score the, only him the goods. Uh, I think he's doing well. I think he's doing well. He's, he's scoring his goals. And uh, okay, second year. He's, so he's scoring the fourth goal. He's Let scoring the fourth goal. Like we're already winning. And he's scoring the fourth Let me just read this comment out. He's got five goals in five games, game. bro. Nah, mate. Yeah. Oh, fake yeah, goals. Fake goals. Fake goals. <laughs> goals. <laughs> it's fake the, goals. Simone, we let's know come the truth. Let's, let's move on. We'll, we'll, we'll come back Sorry, to the good, play, good players punish. Good players punish. You, you, you can talk about Richie whenever you wish, guys. And, uh, I, I, I can say many good things and many bad things about uh, this kind of player. That, uh, oh. I frankly think he's good. He's good for this oh. Hell no. Leo, there's one or two viewers with you, but mostly... No, I'm, I'm tr trust me. I'm going to read something out. I'm going to read something out at the end of this part and then okay. we'll, we'll see. We'll do the vote. Okay. Um, Simone, let's come to you. Um, in the 58th minute, Benton Kerr came off, Hoybier came on. Um, yeah. Great to see. I know we've already spoken a little bit about Benton Kerr, but great to see him back in a Spurs shirt today. Um, I won't remind you of your comments when he signed for us, what you said about him, um, but he has been fantastic in a Spurs shirt every single time he plays for us. Well, just like I said to you many, many times uh, in Italy, we didn't see any kind of this evolution for Bentancur, any, any, any kind of potential for Bentancur, guys. When he was playing for Juventus, he, he wasn't that, that kind of player and he didn't show any kind of uh, potential that he could, could develop. So it was incredible and uh, I really loved the way he, he developed his game for, uh, for Antonio Contes, for Tottenham and uh, uh, today was great. It was great because it, it was about Frankly, guys, it was a surprise we, because even as a journalist, I didn't expect him to play. I didn't expect him to play today because we were waiting for him maybe in the late part of January, in the early stages of uh, February. But it was a, it was a surprise and uh, I'm, I'm really delighted because this guy, uh, guys, uh, deserves a lot. Deserves a lot because uh, in Antonio Conte's side, It was brilliant. It was brilliant. He provided a, a lot Tottenham. And uh, I, I'm, really, I'm really delighted to see him playing uh, at this level for, for Spurs once again. He's the reason. As simple as that. He's um, the reason. It, it has just been reported that um, Vélez has just left the Spurs stadium on crutches uh, with a brace on his right leg. So wishing him all of the very best and a speedy recovery. Rich, let's come to you. Um, in the 60th minute, this was, this was a big 10 minutes for Spurs and for Bournemouth, I feel, because in the 60th minute, a big chance, um, cross from the right, they missed it, wide of the post. In the 68th minute, Hunmin Son had a chance, didn't quite... Um, well, he was through. He was through on goal. Excellent work from the Celso in the build-up, just didn't shoot. 
three minutes later, Lo Celso set him up again. Uh, brilliant assist from him, and Hunmin Son made it 2-0. What an assist from Lo Celso. This is exactly what I mean about grabbing opportunities. When you see a Lo Celso do stuff like this, you want him in the team all the time, don't you? Yeah, for sure. And then, obviously, the difference between uh, Richarlison and Sonny, where he's is pinging them in, in off the post like it, like he did with that finish. Um, massive difference when you've got a, a playmaker in the team that's able to unlock the door, uh, play through the lines. Sonny's obviously somebody that's always looking to kind of get in and around uh, their back three or back four, whatever it is, and, and kind of look for those openings. And one-on-one, Sonny only needs one or two of those and he's going to take, he's going to take them for sure. Um, and, Having a player like Madison, Lacelso, really does give you more options within the team around that creativity, which we haven't had before this season. Before this season, we were crying out for creative people that, from the midfield, could open those opportunities. It makes such a massive difference when you've got that finishing on the end, but you've got to get the ball into them. And obviously, Lacelso mm. was definitely encouraged and and kind of. Uh, uh, working obviously at the training field to kind of be more proactive now that he's got a run of games and consistency is key. Absolutely. Leo, let's come to you. Of course, uh, Sonny got Tottenham's second goal in the 71st minute, as I said. Um, mm. He could now potentially miss up to six games for Spurs. Two in the FA Cup to get through to the fourth round and four in the Premier League. Um, if his country progresses in the competition um, and goes far, he could miss up to six games. It's going to be a big big miss for us and the other interesting question I was going to ask is with Sonny gone Madison still out Romero still out who's going to be captain <laughs> that's a good question you know that is a good question who's going to be captain now Ben Davis uh, yeah Ben Davis I was going to say who's who's the guy I think it'll probably be Ben Davis um <laughs> <laughs> listen yeah it'll be Ben Davis but you see that when we're talking about that goal when you watch match of the day today the ball is played up to Richarlison, who, who couldn't who lost, lost control of the ball, couldn't control it. It got ricocheted off the defender, went into um, uh, Lo Celso, and he did he made the pass. And I was frustrated when that happened, but obviously we got the goal, which was fantastic. Uh, so Son's going to leave us um, for some for some games, and you know I was even thinking who is going to play that that role, that striker role, and I was thinking is it going to be shitty Richarlison because he doesn't really care. But then I said no. We might have to go into the market to find a striker. But I thought, okay, hold on, we have Valise. And I saw Valise's goal um, last week. And I saw the way, just his posture, the way that he was able to dip his shoulder and put that in. So I thought, you know, he might be a guy or potential to come in. This was a great opportunity for him also, knowing that Son's going to be away, knowing that it might just be him and Richarlison that he might have to fight for. And I know that Valise knows that Richarlison is not the guy. That's why he was crying, because Belize knew that yeah. this was his opportunity when all these players are out for him to to cement or try and show the, the, the Tottenham manager that he's a, a contender to play to be to be striker. That's why he was devastated. If you, you're not going to cry and be devastated like that, if you know that you're not really going to get games, he knew that this was his opportunity to shine, and it just went like that. You know, he and you could tell the manager wanted that to happen for him. That's why he put him on with 10, 17 minutes to go. Because he's like, say, yo, Belize, this is your opportunity. We've we won the game now, no pressure. Go and show us what you want to do. And then he got injured. That's why he was devastated. Because he knows, like I know, that Richarlison is not the guy. And today was his opportunity. 
But I don't know who's going to think he's going to take it now. He might have to go into the market. Well, let's talk about Richarlison again, because in the 73rd minute, skip cross to Richarlison, goalkeeper saved. And then in the 80th minute, Richarlison made it 3-0. Johnson crossing, Richarlison finishing. Simone, Richarlison's scoring the goals at the moment. Who can be moaning about... Uh, when a striker scoring goals, who can be moaning? No, it's three yeah. nils. Game's done already. Done. He could have made it three nil earlier. He could have made it three, mil, three like, two nil in the 50th minute. The game's just done. Like, just three nils. Just like I said to you, Jerusalem is not a misdirected guys. Thank Jerusalem you, Simone. He's number seven. He's a number 10. He can he's play a as a second striker between uh, behind Dominic Carveloin for Everton. Yes. Yes, but he, he's the not. Truth, you don't have to judge him just on how he scores goals. Because, of course, if you, you are looking at the last year for Spurs, he was a disaster. But he's still a good player. He still provides the team a lot. And then, of course, guys, if you lose the best striker in the, in the world, that, that for me will never be Holland, but he's going to be Harry Kane. Guys, he's, he's, he's an impossible job for everyone. It's absolutely impossible to, to substitute Harry Kane. And, uh, okay. Yeah, you, can, you can still hold up the ball, though. You don't have to be Harry Kane to hold yeah, up the ball. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's true. That's, that's absolutely true. But, you know, uh, I don't think Callum Wilson for Newcastle is going to be better than, uh, than Michael. I don't think either. I'm, we're just talking about Richardson. Well, I think yeah. he certainly got the goal that won us the game. Really, guys, there are many seconds that are nowhere near the level of Richarlison. So, guys, I, I'm going to keep my reach. <laughs> All right, OK. <laughs> in, in, the eight, in the 82nd minute, uh, Postacoglu made a treble change. The Celso, Richarlison and Johnson all going off. Eric Diabiles and Brian Hill all coming on. Uh, in the 84th minute, Bournemouth got a goal back through Alex Scott, a player that we have been linked with in many transfer windows, but ended up signing for Bournemouth. Um, Hoybier um, crossed, Brian Hill hit the bar late on. Uh, Bournemouth thought they got another one back. Uh, that got disallowed. Rich, what did you make of the last couple of minutes? More craziness, right? More craziness. Like, and, and you looked at some of the players as well. I was like, why is he up front? And then, and what, why? There was, there's no kind of, there was no fluidity in, on the team. And there was no kind of, right, last 10 minutes, let's just play safe. Let's play... Let's defend. Let's defend. Let's not just get, kind of let them come on to us, but let's make sure we defend properly and stay in your positions. There wasn't any of that. And then, obviously, they scored. Our friend Eric Dyer came on, and I think he, he just like disappeared. And then uh, Scott ghosted in, tapped it in, and then I was like, "Here we go again!" Like carnage starting. And then, obviously, Valise went off, went down to ten men for about ten fifteen minutes. And uh, we're lucky enough that obviously we held it as as three one. I think the last ten minutes for me, the, a lot of the players were on empty. A lot of the players, and I think it's not just energy levels that it affects. It affects decision making as well, like stupid passes, um, uh, stupid like, uh, especially defending. You look at like leaving a player at the back post free like we have done. So the left or the right back like just disappeared. And I'm going, there's so many times where the ball's crossed in and then we've got uh, left back, two centre-backs, right backs in in the next city. It's like, where is he? 
and 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 we're creating those problems. The last ten minutes today against a better team, we'd have yeah. been punished. I think punished. Yeah, we'd have been punished for sure. But it's not all Richarlison's fault, man. No, it's we, not Richarlison's fault. It's not. It was favourites. We we, we know the empty feeling, don't we? Being uh, you know fellow marathon runners, <laughs> <laughs> we definitely do. We don't, look at look at Chris. I, I remember that right. <laughs> Right, let's come on to the January transfer window. Um, this is what Ange Postacoglu had to say on the January transfer window. I'll get your thoughts in a second. We are where we are, and you know, nothing. The transfer window, look, nothing magical is going to happen in in a January window. Um, what we need to do is just keep building. We've had one window with this team to change it around, to do things differently. And um, like I said the fact we're in the position we are is a credit to the players that um, you know through all the sort of challenges we've had, we just get playing forward and, and that's what we'll do. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do in January, but ultimately it's about building a side that will, will get us to where we want to. Rich, let's start with you. Ange said that nothing magical is going to happen in the January transfer window, but I believe that transfers will happen and he will get players in the door. In your opinion, um, what does Spurs need to do as an absolute minimum to back and in this window, which well, opens in just over six hours, by the way. Yeah, no, we're, not, we're not going back online, are we, in, in five and a half hours to <laughs> pre-plan who we're going to buy. I'll see you there. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely a centre-back, obviously, and we need to look towards a striker. But I think the striking option, because if you're looking for that world-class player, you're looking for that player, are they available now? Probably not. And are you going to get them at the price that we we're willing to put pay? Probably not in January. Um, I'd like an, probably two centre backs. That's what I'd like. I would like two centre backs as a bare minimum. Um, we've got cover in in most of the positions apart from that that striker role that obviously came vacated. Um, two centre backs is a definite need because I I feel that. We'll replace Dai when he goes, and then we'll add add a new face uh, in that in that centre centre back role, um, yeah. which will make us super strong when everybody's fit, um, and give us flexibility so that we're not having to play like two games in that week. We can kind of we can we can uh, rotate those centre backs around. Which at the moment, that's the reason why we're. Players are so fatigued, uh, they're over-tra- overtraining, overworked, and that's why a lot of these hamstring, stroke, Achilles injuries are actually happening because of the players are literally yeah. on their last legs. Literally. literally. Leo, Leo, what do we need yeah. to do in the January window? I agree with Rich. You know, definitely two defenders for sure. That's um, We've got some, obviously when our players come back, they'll be great, but we definitely need two defenders and a striker. We definitely need someone that get those chances and punish, you know, because it makes the difference. Once you score that goal, the whole team can just relax a bit, feel more confident. And we get we get into so many great chances, especially in the first 20 minutes of games where we're just missing it or we're not composed. If we had someone in that position that can just bang and show the quality, then we'll be yeah, it would be so much easier for us. So with two defenders and a striker minimum. Definitely somebody that can hold up the ball. I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. Simone, let's come to you on the January transfer window. Is it likely now that Spurs are going to get this deal done for Genoa centre-back Radu Dragusin? They are trying. They are trying. The news is that the breaking news of today is that they are trying really. They decided to move on, to move on and to 
to try to to offer a deal to offer a deal and then Genoa or Genoa didn't uh, early early in the in this January transfer window but didn't want to sell him necessarily but of course uh, 25 maybe 30 million pounds of euros uh, we are talking about something that can afford Genoa to to open their ideas and to sell him because 25 30 million pounds for a club that is a middle table team in Serie A could be could be an option that that uh, Genoa cannot refuse uh, the ideas uh, the, the the main target for Tottenham I completely agree with Richie and Leo uh, but I think that uh, the, the main striker could be an option for uh, maybe July or June so I think it's 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 a toast for next summer not for now not for now now uh, Bigenge wants to go on with his players I don't know if it's enough eh? Because of course, Premier League is Premier League. There are uh, the likes of Newcastle and Menu that uh, one day or another will be back to fight for top four. There is, uh, of course, Aston Villa that are doing uh, something incredible. Uh, Tottenham is there. Tottenham is there, and uh, of course, uh, they will they will try to the very end to finish in top four, maybe top five. Because of course, with the new rules of UEFA, that could be a good chance to to finish in into the Champions League with a fifth place. Now, before I ask the three of you, um, your favourite memory of 2023, supporting and following Tottenham Hotspur, uh, we're going to hear from former England and Tottenham centre-back Neil Ruddock on how he is enjoying handball right now. Hello, Chris and everyone at the Spurs Chat Podcast. Super Razor Ruddock here. How are you doing, well? So what I think of the Spurs, I'm loving the Spurs at the minute. It's for years, the way they're playing, if they get beat, I'm still happy because they're having a go. You know what I'm saying, yeah? They're having a go. That's what Spurs do. They've done it since year dot. As long as they're having a go, because football fans, we ain't stupid. If your team are having a go, trying their hardest, if they get beat, unlucky. If they win, God bless you. They're trying, to, trying their hardest. And Big Ange, he's like your favourite uncle, isn't he? Big Ange, would have lo- I'd have loved to play for him. He would have loved me as a player. So, listen, keep the faith. God bless you all. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Chris, see you soon, my old mate. Love you loads. Come on, you Spurs. Leo, Neil Ruddock sounds like you. As excited as you about Yeah, listen, I, I know Neil. We, all, we play football, like charity football games together. And we always have a laugh in the pub afterwards yeah so it's funny funny what you're saying but I agree with him and I definitely agree that he would Andrew would have loved him he's that sort of player that likes to get stuck in yeah so I agree 100% Leo what's your favourite memory of supporting Spurs in 2023 because oh. if, 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 if I was to say I think it's going to be the appointment of Ange Postacoglu and just the way <laughs> transformed he has transformed this football club and transformed the, the way that we all feel about the club again which is, is great yeah, you know what? Thinking about it, because I was actually thinking it was their game, is their moment. But you're absolutely right. Because like I said, when we played that game against West Ham, I couldn't believe what I was watching. You know, the football was delicious. It was beautiful. You know, the way we were passing. And it was just, it was like someone breathed life into this team. And the shackles were off and we were able to um, just play good football. And even when we lose... 
we're still playing great football. And it was a testament when we went nine, when we were um, down to nine men against Chelsea. I couldn't be, could have been so proud. I was, I was at the end of the game. I was happy. We, we lost four, and I'm still happy. <laughs> what the hell's that all about? So yeah, I think just this moment right now, the whole Ange appointment is the is the best feeling that I've had so far. And Chris is getting kicked out. I can see the the someone's behind him chasing him now. <laughs> Get out of it. Yeah, but yeah, though this this has been this has been it for me. I think the Ange, Ange uh, appointment, and also the, the 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 players, the way that the players have responded to the way that we're playing, I think that's been great. Like the the, the resurgence of Bisuma, that's come back. All of that. This gives me so much joy. Udogi coming in, Van der Ven just out of nowhere, Vicario out of when we didn't even want Vicario. It was like. Miggy already was a, was a good defender in, uh, in Germany. So I, I, I think that in UK, Vicario yeah. is the one that, come, that came out of nowhere and uh, no one, apart from us okay. in Italy, knows yeah. how good he was. Yeah, I mean, for, I, I, I didn't know. I, Rich, what about you? I didn't know about... Um, Vicario or the one, the one, the one in UK. I had yeah. so many uh, guys, guys, uh, so many friends in, uh, in England. And, uh, always, uh, who is Vicario? Who is Vicario? Yeah. Vicario was a monster. I always say that. Really? So yeah, we didn't think anything. We we wanted um that Arsenal. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Yeah. But, yeah. And yeah. like we didn't get him. I was like, oh, we 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 get we're settling for this guy. And look at that. Yeah, no, the, 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 the true guys is that uh, maybe Italian football is not at the same level of 20 years ago, but Italian mm. goalkeepers guys are always there, are always the same. Are yeah. there Donnarumma, Provedel, Merebi, Chiario, Montipo? We are talking about uh, really in Italy, we, we've got you really, got really ball. huge keepers. Yeah, yeah, so we've got a good school. Yeah, for me, it was more about the conversation that Big Ange had with Madison around if you don't sign for us, you'll see a different Spurs next season anyway. I think that for me was the reassurance yeah. I needed that we weren't going to have the same Mourinho stroke Conte football that we hated, that we proper yeah. hated. And then also then signing Madison, which I've been, I've been crying out for a Madison signing since Ericsson was going out the door of Spurs. I was crying out for that replacement. We needed that as, 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 as fans. We need to have a player like Madison that still, is like, like you said, Chris, only played 10 games, but still mm. hasn't showed that true potential yet. He hasn't scored those, those free kick goals that he did for Leicester. He, he's, he's started to light up the, the stadium, but we know he can do a lot more. Mm. We will actually do a Burnley preview show uh, rather than do it now, so we will do that sometime next week. Um, but we will we'll ask you for your predictions for the FA Cup game next Friday. Rich, let's start with you. Um, well, hopefully he plays the strongest team he can play. Um, and that's just going to depend on injuries, really, and, and fatigue that's in the, in the players. Um, Skippy's going to play. I think there was a comment that uh, that Ange made around that he's probably the freshest legs out of the squad um, and just hopefully sticks as close to the first team as possible because we need to have a good one in the in the FA Cup for sure and 
a good one in the FA Cup would mean that when we get the better players back, it will give us a great opportunity to go mm. really deep in the competition. And we all know that we need to have a trophy in the, the cabinet at some point, and the tr- FA Cup gives us that great opportunity. So I would say um, a 2 1 win. Rich, all good question for you. If you had to choose winning the FA Cup or top four Champions League football, what would it be? Wow. Wow. So I've got a theory behind it. Okay, win the FA Cup momentum and you take that momentum into into the season after. That would be my. Um, that would that would lift the fans. That would lift the team. Uh, it'd take that tag off us. I think winning the FA Cup would do a massive thing for the team. Um, and if we're fifth, we might still get in the Champions League anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well put, Leo. What are you going for? Burnley game next Friday. Um, yeah, you know Burnley have been pretty poor, so I think. I think we should win that game. I don't think he's going to play the the the, the, the his, his best team as we can purely because, um, you know, we 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 don't have the players. <laughs> we can't. And everyone's all everyone's on, on the floor. Even Valise came on. He's not even playing. But God knows what they're doing in training. But he only did five minutes and he's finished. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like mate. Um, it's, I don't know. So he's definitely not going to play the full team because he's he's going to want to keep the momentum up for. The, the the league but I do agree with what Rich is saying though um we do want to get far into this competition because obviously when we get our players back it gives us so much of a great opportunity to win to win something so we can have our cake and eat it which is a trophy and top four so yeah. um see so that balance you know do I is is, is Ange gonna risk playing the first the strongest team he can just to get into that great position with the potential of getting five or six more injuries or is he going to tweak it a little bit and just put a team that he knows could do the damage against Burnley and put us in a great opportunity for the new players to come in and for us to thrive when all those when all the pieces come together? So, but we'll definitely win. Hopefully next week, yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be more delicious football as you put, Leo. Absolutely, um, Simone. Will Spurs take the FA Cup more seriously than we did the League Cup? And what is your score prediction? I don't think Daniel Levy wants it. I don't think Daniel Levy will be uh, the main boss to say to begin to prioritize the a tougher spot than the FA Cup. And this is the problem of the last 10, 20, uh, 50 years. So uh, I would love to see Tottenham lifting up some some cups, uh, domestic cups, because of course the tradition of the club is immense in terms of uh, winning the domestic cups. But you know the chairman is uh, is the chairman, and uh, he has the, everything to, to to say. I want that or I want another. So we'll see. We'll see. I I think that Tottenham will beat Burnley. I don't think Tottenham will go very very straight in the, in this competition. Yeah. Simone, thank you so much for your time this evening. Great to have you back on, and thanks for your insight to. Uh, Radu Dragusin yesterday. Um, what's coming up for you? What, what what will you be doing in 2024? Of course, m- many things has to happen, Chris. You know, I'm I, I'm between Rome and Milan. Rome and Milan. I'm in Italy, and uh, I will go up and down. So everything everything can happen. I'm delighted to be to be part of uh, your team, and uh, you know, guys. Uh, every every time that you need me, I 
I'm always be be that, of course. Well, thank you so much. Great to have you on, and happy New Year to you, Simone. Thank Richard, you, thanks so much. As normal, uh, you've been a great guest, as per usual. And uh, what, what's coming up for you in 2024? Uh, so marathons early on in, uh, in the year. So Tokyo, Boston, wow. and London in the first yeah first four or five months. So yeah, busy, busy training for that. Trying to wow. lose a little bit of timber, get faster, uh, get stronger. And then, uh... <laughs> mate, are you in the are you in the shitter? Is that where you are? <laughs> I thought you were in the door of the nightclub. That's where. I was. Imagine if he was. Imagine if he was in the bathroom. <laughs> I thought I heard you. I'm standing outside an empty stadium. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> if anybody's passing the stadium, can you just like give him a lift because he needs to get home. <laughs> Needs to get home before New Year's New Year's Day. Oh, she yeah. can give you she can give you a left behind you. So, Rich, yeah, um, where, yes, where can people where can people find you as well? <laughs> uh, Marathon Champ or wherever, just on social media, you'd find me. Uh, but I just remind everybody, you need to support Chris as well. Chris puts loads of content out uh, on on his channel, so please subscribe and kind of follow all Chris's stuff because. He does such a great job for the team and makes Absolutely. this whole experience for all the fans so much better. So, well done, Chris, and keep well up done. the good work, mate. Richard, thank you so much for coming on so many times during 2023. Really, really support. Uh, happy New Year to you. And Leo, great to have you back on. Hopefully, we can thank get you, so you back much. on again soon. Um, Absolutely. What's, what's next for Leo the Lion? Well, you know, 2024 is going to be a big year. You know, I've got a lot of uh, film stuff coming out, um, uh, which is going to be great. Some Disney stuff that I did earlier, so which is going to be dropping um, 2024, end of 2024, which is good. But um, yeah, I'm just just now at the moment, I'm just enjoying Spurs, you know. And I said I wanted to do something before when we just just a little thing gift for the Spurs fans out there, guys, because. I don't think we appreciate the, where we are right now. We really need to understand the power that we have, right? So I'm going to list out our, our potential first team. And I'm going to read out the names. And you just tell me how you feel when I say these names. Vicario. Good. Yudoji. What are we saying? Van der Ven. What are we saying? That's Romero. Day, yeah? <laughs> Romero. Pedro. Bisuma. Saw, Madison, Bentacore, Brendan Johnson, <laughs> Richarlison, <laughs> Kuliseski, Son. Look at that team. Imagine we had all these players available right now. It's a powerful, powerful, strong team. And it's going to get better because the window is about to open in six hours. So as a Spurs fan, we need to fully understand that we're in a great position. We've got Ange as well. We're playing superb football. And this is our chance for us to even create something special, something magical. So happy new year, guys. A great win. Arsenal lost, which even makes it even juicier. So well done, and I can't wait to see you guys on the other side. Thank you, Chris, for having me. I've had a great yes, time. Yeah. Leo, thank you so much. Great to have you back on. Um, Richard, Simone, Leo, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for listening. And if you don't subscribe to the channel yet, please hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much for all of your support during 2023. It's really, really appreciated. And I will see you on the next podcast in 2024. Come on, you guys. Cheers. <laughs>
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.